What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Student Built Startups Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Stone, entrepreneur and marketing analytics student at UMD. Today's guest will speak about the startup culture, creating an entrepreneurial mindset, and what student entrepreneurship looks like in India. He has plenty of experience with this topic, from being the president of an entrepreneurship cell, helping students get mentors, organizing multiple entrepreneurial summits, and scaling one of the largest offline internship platforms for student startups in India. He will be sharing his story and how his education has played a role in it. I encourage you to go look up Peritosh Sankala on LinkedIn to connect with him. The link for that will be in the show notes. I'm excited to introduce you to Peritosh Sankala. Hey, Peritosh. Um, happy to have you here on the Student Built Startups podcast. Thanks for being here. I'll have you start off by saying hello to everyone listening and sharing something interesting about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Peritosh, obviously. And uh, something interesting about me is that I, I have an experience of six plus years in marketing and content, and I'm 21 years old now. Oh, wow. That's, that's a lot of experience for a 21-year-old guy. <laughs> so we'll, I'll have you start off with sharing a little bit about your education and experience within the world of entrepreneurship that you have. Okay, so my education story is something that I don't don't relate to very well because currently currently I'm an undergraduate and pursuing my bachelor's engineering in electronics and communication, and that is not the direction that I'm taking professional life. Uh, and about my entrepreneurial story, it's something that is some it's not common because mm-hmm. uh, I started my first blog when I was nine years old. And uh, so it was just for fun. I started writing and stuff and suddenly I developed some interest in writing and slowly, slowly I started developing different interest in uh, basically Facebook and content making. And so I started my Facebook pages. So it was in 2013 and uh, 14. So back then they used to be something huge and just in fun, we started scaling it. So I I called my friends up. I asked them to make content for me and we started learning how to make video content, uh, for how to make uh, proper photo content, how to make long articles and blogs. We started a blog channel as well. Um, and uh, certainly in one or two years, we scaled that uh, the Facebook handles from scratch to 1.2 million followers. Oh, wow. And for the next year, we scaled it to 3 million followers. And at that time, we realized something. So at the, that time, uh, companies were started coming up into Facebook and they were looking for platforms to promote their products. So before that, it was just ads. So it was Google ads, Amazon affiliate ads or something like that. But now, but, but at that time, people were looking at social media as a platform to pr- uh, promote their products. And what I distinctly remember is um, at that period of time, there were lots and lots of companies who were making games. They were making uh, role-playing games uh, in Facebook to promote their products as well as to promote their games. So I had a, a page called Football City. And then there was this guy who himself had a game called Football City. <laughs> and he wanted to promote his game. And so basically he had already made this game up and then he was looking to make a Facebook page, but then he realized there's another Facebook page that has like 400 K followers or something <laughs> on that. So he came up, he asked for collaboration. And at that time uh, I was in my high school. So I didn't know about like what collaboration actually is. 
I didn't know about business and all this stuff. So that is where fun got converted into something serious. So I need, I had to learn more about what, uh, what basically entrepreneurship is. I Googled it up. I found out because in India, no one actually really talks about entrepreneurship, at least when I was in high school. So I never heard about startups or entrepreneurship over there. It was just a bubble, small bubble that was just blowing up. And yeah, so that was my entrepreneurial story. And uh, from that, he, we got collaborated. He became one of the most, uh, he was he was one of the partners who used to drive in capital and all this stuff. And then we grew to 5 million followers uh, till 2016. And yeah, and also we grew our um, uh, blogging. So football's top 10. And football, I mean soccer. So yes. yeah, foot, <laughs> yeah, so foot, football's top 10. And that was, again, one of the um, most searched and very highly optimized uh, Facebook pages. So, yeah. That's really cool that you got started at such a young age. And that's a really large number of followers to have on a, a Facebook page. Five million. That is, that's really impressive. So, the next question is, I know you talked about this just a little bit, but what does the uh, student entrepreneurship scene look like in India? Um, the, the right word for it would be exciting. Okay. Uh, that's because um, even though there have been a lot, of, there have been lots of development in this sector. Uh, people getting to know, uh, knowing more and more about it. Still, for students, job is the first priority. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you visit India, you'll realize uh, the talks have been always been about there are high unemployment rate. People are getting more and more qualified in education, but they are not getting jobs. Which I which when I see as a ground report is something that doesn't relate to very well because there are numbers of jobs, but uh, the problem is people are not getting enough skills. So the the main difference that comes is because because of the high population. And also jobs being uh, all in technical area, people don't have experience. So it becomes hard for a, a person, uh, hard for a HR to employ people over there. Mm-hmm. So automatically people keep trying for jobs rather than going into entrepreneurship scene when they are young. But uh, why is it exciting? Because uh, we, till when I, uh, till I joined co- college, I never heard about startup and entrepreneurship. See, even though I was uh, one of the few younger people who started doing something. But as soon as I joined college in 2016, I saw few people talking about it. I saw few student startups, very few, a uh, handful of startups. And in the next uh, two, three years, so in the past four years, the entrepreneurship scene has been uh, really exciting. So it has been growing exponentially. Uh, two, two areas where people are working very hard is one being the big games, uh, the, the big players, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft. So these guys have come out in India. They are building up incubators. They're building up um, platform accelerators for students, specifically students to come up and take innovation challenges still in technical area, not in business aspects, not in marketing or content, but uh, still something that is very well needed in India. And the other is government. So the government is also trying very hard. Um, so earlier when I joined it around 16, because I was part of an entrepreneurship cell, so I had uh, the opportunity to know what the government was doing and what the reality was how is it helping students so in 2016 uh, we saw that government had many schemes but for but not for student startups or not for the student uh, 
entrepreneurs but in past four and five years the schemes are converted into student entrepreneurs so uh, a student can basically um, go and apply for a seed fund he'll get uh, some x amount of seed fund if he's making some product-based startup uh, he'll get uh, help in funding mentorship he'll get to use the high costing equipments so so that is something that a student really needs he doesn't need uh, ha- fancy stuff right now because he already is in a college so that is something that government is helping in and also institutes so basically a curriculum is b- uh, brought in now in entrepreneurship students when they come in first year they are um, I, i won't say forced but they are obliged to teach entrepreneurship to student which sounds very weird because you can't teach entrepreneurship to someone but still it, it, it's it's very important because it's an initial phase and within five or 10 years this will phase out because when everyone knows what entrepreneurship is then um, this is something that won't be required but yeah right now um, the thing is just exciting because it's not that any everyone thinks of it uh, in their head but someone who is interested for example when i came into college i have had an interest so i could go anywhere i want and definitely take advantage of the schemes or the uh, things that i needed so yeah you you need to have an interest to become a student entrepreneur in india it's not like you can see everywhere so in my class uh, of 100 students there are uh, two or three people who have ever thought of becoming entrepreneurs so that is something but those two or three people are actually working on the startups now so that's a different so the yeah. success rate is 100% but uh, the initiation rate is very low 2% <laughs> yeah it it sounds like it's a, a very exciting time for entrepreneurship in india and it seems like it's the start of something that's going to start growing pretty rapidly in the in the future yeah yeah so based on your observations that you've had within entrepreneurship um what are some of the things that uh you've seen that it takes to start a successful business yeah so so everybody talks about ideas and stuff right but uh, even i used to think that idea is one of the most important thing um uh, till recently like last year i realized that what i started was one of the most uh, common and basic ideas it was nothing special anyone can start a blog anyone can write about football players whatever they see so that's where i realized that idea is not actually important so the three things what i feel is and for me ranked in the same order number one is the proper time you launch your startup mm-hmm. and uh, second is uh, very important to have a very good team and the third is the idea so there may be more factors that can come up in third um, it, it's upon like the situation you're facing and uh, so the basically the time basically uh, what i feel is the launch time to be perfect is because people uh, so like there are so many people in uh, people in whatever the field you're working on and everyone keeps having an idea it's it's very hard to even believe that you have the most unique idea ever so above what the difference is the time period so when you launch your own startup or when you launch your own company if there is no need of that company in the market or if there is no customer in the market or you don't have the enough resources to even launch that thing even if there is need um it it becomes something that uh, will not succeed for a long time or period or will fail eventually it's the story of youtube right so i i heard in one of the talks that there used to be a guy who built a similar platform as a youtube channel uh, youtube so basically in 2002 so he in in 2000 so he already had worked on it he had made all the things it had it it was exactly the similar platform as youtube 
but the problem was that uh, earlier in time when you had to run a video on your pc or your computer then you to uh, you needed to have some background uh, uh, codec working on the, your media channel so basically anyone have to uh, who needs to view a video on his web browser he has to open another application on his uh, computer and then uh, run the uh, web browser so that was something that people didn't want to so that uh, that thing failed in 2 years and 2004 when the youtube started the technology has already improved and the codec was included in browser so people didn't need to use that so the same idea but in different times because the resources were different youtube succeeded rapidly google acquired them and all the stuff and uh, that guy failed so that is a story that i feel is very important in in each and every sense in economy as well so many startups have the big startups right now airbnb uber or even in india paytm so these guys have taken advantage of the economic condition or the condition what people are facing over there so that is something i feel is the most important good team is very important second because i still feel like you can start alone but once you have passed the prototype stage it's very it becomes very hard to deal everything the major problem that i feel is that you're bound to face failures and once you face multiple failures at the same times it's very hard to bounce back you can face one failure you can bounce back but if you're facing two three failures at once it not only degrades your morale but also it's very hard to uh, correct those failures and bounce back unless and until you have some good team who are working in a specialized area so if if you have team you can just divide your failures and you can work uh, as a team and the third i think is idea basically idea because we we see the one of most successful companies right now have basic ideas but they have some their unique usp so they have the selling point that's slightly different from others so all the hotels and um, the apps are there or the other mobility companies are there they may be uber they may be bounce and all the stuff so all have the similar model but they are changing uh, the region they are targeting at they're changing the small small people they're targeting at their marketing campaign is different so for an idea you actually you need just three things you need an actual problem you need a feasible solution to that and the most important thing you need a passion so if you don't have passion you will never succeed in that idea so yeah so these are the three things that i think you actually need to start a successful business yeah yeah thank you for sharing those three those you made some very good points there um i really i do resonate with the whole time thing and you shared a very good story about the youtube and the the other guy that started something similar in 2000 Yeah, you there was a uh, some really good things that you shared there. Thank you. So, what advantages do students have when it comes to entrepreneurship and starting up their own business? This question is actually so when when I was 18 or 19, I was invited to give a talk in one of the most uh, secluded area in India. So, basically, if you know anything about India, um right now in news So for the past year there have been like big news of Jammu and Kashmir the the most the area that is like highly militant area so I was invited to give a talk over there because my friends uh, so there were a few startups that I was helping over there student startups building up so this was the question that when I went over the stage I gave a talk and uh, because the next speaker that was about to come in he was late by half an hour because again he, he he was in traffic or something i don't know so they just asked me to take questions for half an hour so almost five or six students asked me the same same thing like even the 
teachers were like because it's a fear so like why students should um, like build a startup or like so i told them like it's the best phase why because the number one thing that i always tell people for student startup is like it's okay to make mistakes right now so you can all easily make mistake if you are in your college if you are in even in your high school or something like that it's it's easier to make mistakes because if if you fail you still have your education to bounce back on and uh, and again if you fail you still have time to do something new so you can keep experimenting and trying you can keep changing your perspective because every day you learn something new and then you feel like yeah i can open a startup on that yeah i can do a business on that so that is something that um, is preventing me to doing something fruitful because every day i keep getting new ideas and i think yeah this is a great startup plan that i can do and the next day i find a new one so yeah it's okay to make mistakes second you again the most important thing that i feel is uh when people say time is money i say time and money both are important so basically you have lots of time when you are a student so you have a, you have great deal of time period and that is also resonant to the energy so basically you have the energy to use in that time uh once you grow old when you pass your 30 you you won't have that energy and you won't have the time when you already have a family to support and all the stuff and the third thing is finance you again have finance so it, i i can't resonate with um your your demographic but in india so basically every student till they are 21 22 or even 24 sometimes they basically run on the finances of their own parents and stuff so basically their parents supports them until they have started doing a good job so that is the reason why people go for job because they have to repay their parents back so that's the stuff people why why they go for job and entrepreneurship so yeah so again you have good finances so if you can convince your parents or if your parents are very open to idea of becoming a, you becoming a startup uh, you are making a startup or becoming an entrepreneur then you have good finances that you can use you can bootstrap your company and i think bootstrapping is one of the um, like the best ways to start you start your company so yeah so that's why these are the advantages the students really have so yeah Yeah, thank you for sharing those those three advantages there. Um personally, I've experienced kind of the being a, a student and um experimenting with different things and it it kind of takes away some of the fear of starting something up because you do have kind of the education to fall back on and you're you're still going to be going in the right direction even if you do make some failures with some startup that you start. Exactly. Well, We're about halfway through the episode, so we're going to take a moment for a brief advertisement. Over the past few months, podcasting is something that I've become very passionate about. It's helped me open many doors to new relationships, new networking opportunities, and giving the opportunity to share other people's knowledge and grow my personal brand, as well as have a lot of fun. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Now, I have a special offer for all of the listeners here on the Student Built Startups podcast. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and it helps support our show. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. 
Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. The link is in the show notes. So what is your perspective of entrepreneurial fear and how does that affect student entrepreneurs? Uh, When you say entrepreneurial fear, you mean the fear of failure, right? Yeah, yeah, essentially fear of failure, yeah. (laughs) So uh, I'll, I'll tell you a small, small anecdote. So this was so basically I started organizing these summits, so uh, entrepreneurship summits where I used to bring different mentors and um, investors to come up and students to actually just make startup in one day. So accelerated startups. So they just have to make a good business plan and they have to pitch to those investors. And the problem was most of the time those investors didn't know that these are not actual companies. So and these are actually just something, a competition that these students were playing to test their own uh, business model making skills so i remember in my first edition because i was not that experienced just uh, it was my first year at the college so i couldn't convey that message to most of the mentors they were there and during the presentation time i heard many mentors say this thing that nine out of ten startups fail so your startup won't succeed because uh, it has this, this problem this is problem this is problem so w- what i feel is this entrepreneurial fear um the only way it affects student is when before even starting you adjoin their ideas or something you propagate this fear of, among them so even for me like if i'm going there out out to buy something and before even i could think of buying that even if before i could see the mrp or even if i could think what the actual benefit of that is if someone comes in and says no 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 uh, nine people have tried it and it's 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 problematic. <laughs> so I would never even touch it. I won't. I won't because it's it's a great start, right? Nine out of ten people have failed. But again, when you relate it with something, but but that's the problem. Is the problem is that entrepreneurship is not something that is made for everyone, and it it can't be made for everyone as well. Because if everyone became a uh, startup founder, then who would actually work for? <laughs> so so and. What I relate to that is because after that situation, I went back home and I kept thinking, like, why would anyone do startup if nine out of ten startups fail? And uh, then I was just surfing on YouTube and then I found something very interesting that uh, something called uh, when you are doing skydiving, three out of five people die. So, yeah, (laughs) so that is something that I could relate to very well because startup is, again, as difficult as skydiving because, you know, you're falling into something and you just have your luck because you need everything. You need luck, experience, you need precaution, you need preparation. So that is basically exactly a skydiving. So that that is something that I thought and that I realized this, the entrepreneurial fear is something that is highly needed. Why? Because uh, for me, fear brings out perfection. So if I have fear, I would prepare very well. It's similar mm-hmm. to an exam. So if I don't prepare very well, I am bound to fail or at least I have this thought in my mind that I'll fail. But uh, if I have fear, I'll fear of failure. I'll go prepare myself well. And even if I'm done preparation, I when I execute something, I will do it with perfection. So these are the two things that I think that entrepreneurial fear brings out in students. Um, yeah, if it, it affects student startups a lot because the stats are scary and people keep propagating the stats everywhere. So even when I read an article, um, so the question I asked you about nine out of 10 or three out of four is because whenever I read an article, the first few lines are always like 75% of startups fail in the first 10 years. 
nine out of ten startups fail in first four years. I mean, this is not how you start a content. Yeah, in all these years of writing content, that I have realized is you never start with a negative statement, mm. and people do use that because they want to show that it is something that is very glorious if you do it. So yeah, so so what my perspective on entrepreneurial fear is that it's needed. And uh, for students, my advice is always this: that you don't need uh, need to have fear because, again, to my first point, it's okay to make mistake, it's okay to fail, uh, fail when you are a student startup, and also it's much more exciting. And also, it should be something that's uh, that should be comforting to you because if nine out of ten startups fail, it's not like when you fail. Uh, you'll be one of the bad ones. Like most of them have failed, so it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a very good point you made there. And if you do fail, well, if you really are passionate about entrepreneurship, you can just go try again and try again. Yeah, maybe your 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 efforts will be uh, have a little better luck next time. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And what you said about fear, I I really resonate with that. That I I think fear is a necessary part of entrepreneurship, and I think that building a your your framework of how you think about fear and the right mentality, right mindset is an important thing to do. Um, so like personally, I, I think of fear as kind of a a compass. So when I see fear, I, I see that that's going to lead to like personal growth and help me grow as a person. And I'll probably learn something out of it. Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. And even, even in the same sense, like uh, if you can't overcome fear, so it's it's not a jive on anyone, but if you can't overcome fear and your startup fails, then it's bound to be good because then you can real because it's again a, something, a quality that um, are made for some few special people that become good ent- entrepreneurs. So basically bouncing back of your fear and of your failures will make you a good entrepreneur because you work very hard and also, it's uh, as you said, it's a personal growth to you. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna talk just a little bit about startup culture and talk about some stuff about that. Um, if you could explain a little about kind of what startup culture is and how it's different from other business cultures, I'll divide this into two areas. So okay. startup culture for an employee and for an employer. So as someone who, uh, as the head of business who is creating a culture around. So that is for the employer. And for me, who is working over uh, at some place. So startup culture is not basically working in a startup. It's something like how your business is, it, business is working. So it can be a huge company, even Google or something like that. Um, just using a culture. So for an employee, is it's very easy um, to understand what startup culture it is. If you go into a company, when you step in and you see the hierarchy is very flat. So when you see that, uh, even if the heads of the group and uh, managers and people of other departments are very easily accessible to you, you can easily communicate with them. And in some startups, they all sit around. So it's very easy to communicate, not through us, like a ladder way when you have to go to your your reporting manager they have to go to their reporting manager and then to the head of the group so in a startup it's very flat so you can easily go talk to anyone the resolution time is very uh, very quick and also for an uh, so and also for someone who has joined in a startup culture the flexibility is something that flexibility in work is something that is very different from the other professional cultures because uh, when because in other professional culture you're given a set of responsibilities and set of kpis that you have to follow and that you have to succeed in them uh working outside your set of responsibilities won't give you any uh something like bonuses or won't give you anything praises or whatever you can call it 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 won't it won't give you any advantages in the company 
but in a startup culture when you work out you are uh, you're expected to work out of your the set of responsibilities you're expected to help others you're expected to learn more and more and grow and more, and more. so you uh, so basically uh, this what do we call it yeah kaizen business growth so basically where everything grows together the business will grow together so that is what startup culture basically work so that is what i feel as an employee is flexibility and also you get to take ownership of everything you do so mm-hmm. even if you join as an intern you are given some great responsibilities and also the result matters on you so that is something a, a really good thing for someone who is really looking to work very well and also learn a lot and for an employer so this is something that is not talked about uh, in startup culture and also i i really really like facts rather than just these um, mental point of view so the as an employer view so because um, i because i used to work in co-workings i used to see other startups i used to talk to these people as well and uh, we and while working in a startup i have seen my company shut down their office and started working co-working even though we had like 15 or 20 employees um which i thought was a stupid decision because <laughs> we had such a great office but then again because i could observe what the difference has caused is basically because as an for an employee point of view startup culture is basically working ideology so what are the ideologies that you implement so the first the most important ideology i feel is the remote work so it's growing everywhere people are more and more focused on bringing out results than bringing out hours on your desk so yeah so and this is this is what i also i believe is is basically a startup culture most important like paving points is that you need target oriented result approach rather than the r oriented because when you start something of your own company you don't have an office or you don't have desks to correlate with the terms so basically you can't when you don't have a desk you can't ask people for desk hours so that is something uh, that startup is like and also uh, if you do a good study on like how much cost does an one employer cost to a company one employee cost to a company in terms of space and the uh, facilities and all those things they use it's it's staggering it's like huge numbers so just consider having for even for a big company so basically i work in puma right now mm-hmm. so it's a huge company and um, so when i came in i thought it would be someone not a vertical organization is something like uh, that grows straight up uh, i never thought it would be a flat organization the hierarchy would be something different because it's one of the leading companies in the world and also in number one in india but when i came in the hierarchy was totally flat i sit next to a senior manager even though i am an intern and uh, in front of me sits the head of marketing department and we all sit on the same floor on the same uh, co-working type working area and it's it's effective because everyone bonds very well so yeah and the other thing also is that yeah the co-working type spaces so for an employer uh, i see these things plus the flexible timing so that people can come in and do whatever the time they work they want but the only thing that should matter is the result they're bringing up mm-hmm. so that should be exceptional in startup and also startup means you need to bring exponential results not constant results it's not just doing work not 100 out of 100 you need to do 200 out of 100 yeah. you need to go out of the way and do more stuff mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, thank you for sharing a little bit about startup culture. I'm sure a lot of the people listening right now are college students that are possibly looking for internships and are debating what kind of company culture they want. So this will probably bring some benefit to them in that aspect. Um, so next, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, creating an entrepreneurial mindset around business. How would you define like what an entrepreneur's mindset is? Yeah, so yeah. Again, something entrepreneur mindset is not something that you you'll have when you are just an entrepreneur or you're just a CEO or a startup. You can have it in your normal job as well, or you can have it even in your college or like doing some projects as well. Because it's all about exper- experimenting and innovating new stuff and taking ownership of whatever you do and of the results. So whatever the outcome comes, it is your outcome. If it's good outcome, you need to develop on that. And if it's a bad outcome, you need to bounce back and make decisive decisions. So this is exactly what entrepreneurial mindset is. So taking ownership of result is what I feel like is entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good definition. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So how can like a, a student that's maybe in high school or college, um, how could they try to transition into having an entrepreneur's mindset? So so let's divide it through. First, 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 you need is a progressive nature. Yeah. Yeah. But see, so what uh, what I do realize is the difference between a business. So I won't relate business and entrepreneurship as the same thing because in, in, in my area, so in India or even the way I live, businesses and startups mean like they have huge differences. Businesses mean doing something in service area or just repeating what other people are doing, but doing in some other region or some other way. But here, star- but starters would actually mean over here in India, the actual real startup is some product startup. So when you make something very innovative or you bring something that's not at, at all seen in this country. So, yeah, so relating to that stuff, progressive nature is very important. Um, so first you need to have as a student startup is uh, that you need to always think further and always think about future. Because what I feel when you think about the present and you're thinking of solving your thing using the present resources, um, when you when you do it for one to one or two years, you already see that there were some other people who are doing that. And it's it's very bad when you when you realize that there are other people who are doing what you are doing, but they have one or two exp uh, one or two years more than you in the business. And then you have to do a fight off and like. 50% of times you'll win, but uh, rest 50% you don't know what will happen. So you need to think about the future and it can be on the same idea as well. So you just need to think what the future will come, um, how new resources will come in, how will you implement in your own startup, how will you do anything in that. Second is you need logical thinking. So this is something that's really missing in students right now. Um, startups never need to work on emotional thinking. Because those are called social startups. And even social startups need logical thinking right now. You need to uh, be responsible on the numbers. You need to be responsible on the facts. You need to realize that what failure is. You need to realize that um, whatever the things that are coming at you, if it makes sense or not. Because what I feel, uh, what, I, what I've seen in my experience with even the high school startups and even the uh, student startup is that people actually love their idea so much. They love their idea, even if it's not something that uh, will give them success or even if it's very hard for them to use. So just don't love your idea. Try to work on it. And if it doesn't work, just let go. So that is something that I need that you need logical thinking when you are converting into an entrepreneurial mindset from just a normal student mindset. 
And the third thing is very important that what I feel that Indians never, never had been taught is that you need to embrace failures. So, and I don't know if it's a stereotype or anything, but uh, it's very hard to fail in India. So even even if it's a school, it's impossible to fail because you'll get such a stick from your parents and then your relatives, then your friends, then your school, and it will keep on going on. You can't fail a paper here at all. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I've never failed one single paper, even though I have had one of the worst attendances and one of the worst <laughs> uh, preparations. I've never failed a paper because that's the most important fear that I have in my mind that you can't fail. So, yeah, but in startup, you are bound to fail and not and, and not basically the whole startup will fail. Uh, some attempts that you try. So maybe you went for a collaboration with a company. The company drags you for, for a whole month. And in the end, they say, no, we don't want to collaborate with you because X, Y, Z reason. So that's a big failure because you invested one month, you invested time, you invested your whole energy in that. And then this comes up Uh, for a student, for a student mindset, this is something is called breaking point. So people will break down and they won't uh, pursue it further. But no, for an entrepreneurial mindset, this is something that comes out as a case study for you to realize what the things are they're done wrong. And you need to have a good attitude and good mindset to learn from that and also bounce back in your further collaborations or the further attempts that you do. So progressive nature, logical thinking, and um, embracing failures. So these are the three things that a student needs to transition into an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah, you you shared some awesome stuff there. Um, I really like those three things. Think about the future, having logical thinking, and embracing failures. And I, I truly think that embracing failures is a really important thing to do because when you fail, it, looking at it kind of as a learning experience is just going to bring a, a ton of benefit and you're going to take a lot more out of your failures than you will from almost anything else. So it's just a really great way to learn from your past experiences. Yeah, exactly. We're going to move on to the fast five section now. I'll ask you five questions and we'll go through those pretty quickly. So what is the most valuable class or course that you have taken? Uh, my third semester electronics course because that is exactly when I realized that I never wanted to do, to do anything with electronics and engineering in my like for the next 10, 20 years of my life. And also it actually taught me that even if you don't like something, you just have to suck it up and do something. You have to just do it very well and also come out really strong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the most valuable course that I've ever taken. That's that's very interesting. Um, so what is one book that you would recommend? I'm not an avid reader because I like to read small, uh, like medium articles or I like to read those things, but I never read books. But the uh, one of the best books that I've ever re- uh, read is The One Thing by Gary Keller. So it's the one thing to make you highly successful and efficient that the whole name of the book is. So it's, 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 it's super amazing book. It tells you insights and facts, actual meanings and facts of and it's also very biological. It tells you how your brain works, how your body works, and how you can focus more and do stuff. So, yeah, the one thing I highly recommend for it. And also the the most amazing thing is I never bought the book because I told you I'm not a reader. I went for a conference and this I got a got as a gift or a returning gift from that conference. And I never read it for, for one and a half years and while coming back somewhere I was on a train and I just started reading and it was so addicting so I just kept reading kept reading so that's when I realized that it's one of the best books yeah that's awesome thanks for sharing that so what is one business tool that you would recommend excel yeah so it's it's, it's a very ba- it's a very basic tool but what I feel it's 
the best tool because I love maths and not not even just numbers, but basically the logical thinking that you use is what Excel is about. Um, and it's very simple. So you can do anything you want. Even so, even for a content creator like me, I write content on Excel because it's very easy to maintain your content. It's very easy to do checks. It's very easy to search things out. It's very easy to orientate, orient everything. Uh, so yeah, one business tool is Excel. But if you'll ask me some other tools like social tool, online tool, it's LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, both of those, actually. Um, I'm a big fan of like Excel and doing analytics and keeping track of your data and that kind of stuff in there and using it yeah. for other things as well. Is, it's good for all, planning things out and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. But yeah. So how do you schedule your time and plan ahead? So, okay. So su- surprisingly, I don't use any apps, notes or any reminders or all this stuff because I, I have a good memory of whatever the things I used to do. Uh, I have to do or like I basically have a good memory mm-hmm. uh, and one of the main re- reasons why I don't I have a good memory is because I never plan extensively for the next two days or thing. so basically I'll plan for my today and I'll plan for my tomorrow but I'll never plan uh, further than that and okay. if there's something that I need planning I would uh, put a reminder one day before so that I plan for that day just one day before because it's it, everything is so fast you don't know what will happen so <laughs> yeah. yeah basically because i i planned a, a lots of stuff to do but because of this coronavirus everything is getting delayed over here even if it's not something rampant but yeah so that is something it, it happens every time so and because i don't know i attract some bad experiences or something uh, this is something that i have learned that never plan a lot because it it consumes a lot of time for you to plan already and when you plan stuff ahead and after one week or month, you realize that it won't work out, you'll regret it. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That's an interesting, interesting way to go about it. I mean, I'm sure it keeps you very agile with your schedule and keeps you flexible for different things when they come up. So I can definitely see the advantages with that. Yeah. So how do you get focused and stay productive when you have a lot of things to work on? One of the key, key things that I always have in mind is speed is everything. So in for startups, I'll say speed is everything. Do it fast, do it quick. Um, so similarly for my work, I never delay my work if it can be done. I never do half works. I never leave half works or small works for further thing. If there's a call that could be taken by right now, I'll rather take it right now rather than schedule it for one hour later because it makes no sense to scheduling it one hour later. Unless and until I'm doing very important work. And this is also because I am very confident about myself, about how much time I will take to do a work because I know my capabilities and everything. It's not something that I would just experiment and think it will take one hour or two hours. No, I know it will take 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes or something. I'm very specific about it. So I never delay it work. I'll do it when it do it. So it helps me stay productive because I do it with uh, because I, I use my mantra that is speed is key. So efficiency I always get and that's the productive. And to stay focused, uh, it's again the same thing. If you relate my last point and my right, uh, the current point, you'll find that because I never plan ahead and also I do everything in priority basis with uh, speed, it's, it's very hard to lose focus. And, but even if I do lose focus, I, I'll, my, one of the most uh, best method is that I'll listen to some music. I'll do work by listening music, but the music would be some foreign language that I would never understand. Okay. <laughs> so basically because it drains my brain out 
and my brain can't relate to it and my other part of the brain can actually do the involuntary work i can do anything i want to do while and also i can understand that stuff because my because the noise is what do you call it the brown noise or something so the brown noise is draining everything out even the surrounding voice as well as my brain voices so that helps me stay focused that's very fascinating actually i might have to try that out sometime <laughs> yeah but only only those those music that actually won't catch you yes. so like don't play despacito because it has a great beat and yeah. you'll start humming out play something really weird play uh-huh. indian music yeah okay <laughs> um well paratosh you gave some great info about student entrepreneurship and kind of what the entrepreneurship scene in india looks like thank you so much but before we wrap up i'll ask you to provide one main takeaway that you'd like the audience to remember all right so apart from one main takeaway from a whole uh, the talk i the, the whole podcast because i i haven't discussed some few things mm-hmm. i would just briefly discuss two things that i feel are very important uh, for a student entrepreneur okay for sure the first thing is and the first thing is what i relate to very well is when i say i have 6 years of experience this 6 years of experience is not exactly startup experience it's basically working somewhere because when you work it's very easy so i believe in i'm very uh, a core believer in startup internships so that is what i started as a platform as well so startup internships are very very important because you have to go out into startups to experience what startups actually like and again it it never really means that this is exactly how a startup will look like because you don't know what uh, what basically the culture that ceo or the co-founder is propagating it so you just have to go into startups because wh- what i feel you learn how to do grind work you learn how to do small and small things and you learn how to do even the bigger things so it's the balance it balances out you do everything so that is one thing i feel that each student entrepreneur before you're entering a field if you're going into marketing video editing if you're going into merchandising or anything that you're going into just go to one of the same startups to see how they work because then you'll realize what things you need to do better than uh, better to beat them and if you beat one startup uh, just remember in mind that there are thousands of other startups that are similar to that startup and you'll beat thousand startups at once so you need to go to a startup you need to learn how they work and the second most thing is that i find is you need to have good mentors mentors are very important in life you need to choose your mentors very precisely you need to find good people who can guide you because again the starts of 9 out of 10 startups feeling is true but this is because these guys don't have guidance these guys don't have um, good uh, good mentors that can tell them what failure look like or how to bounce back yeah so that is something that is very important and uh, and also be very passionate so that's that's what i talk be very passionate about it about whatever you're doing because if you're not passionate it will fail even if you think it's not failing right now it will fail in few years it will definitely fail so you need to be passionate about something before starting up or even if you after start up you need to develop that passion so it's not a skill you you can develop it you want so yeah so that, these are the three takeaways that i would like everyone hearing like to actually think about before uh, making the startup okay awesome thanks for sharing those three and giving us the triple takeaway Um but before we uh wrap it up here where is somewhere that the audience can connect with you I would really like if anyone wants to connect with me they can go to LinkedIn and uh, my ID is paritosh sankla so it's basically linkedin slash n slash 
paritosh sankla and um, you will get my name right in the description of the podcast podcast so yep. phonetically it's very difficult to uh, like write it down so that will find over there i'll really like people to connect over there i'm very active on my linkedin i i, I check it every day and also i have like a good valuable knowledge connection so even i i believe that i can't do anything i can't do everything i i have a very small experiences in everything so yeah so but i know lots of people who can do stuff uh, internationally and nationally as well i have great connections in new york and uh, usa so even if someone wants to get to help over there so it's yeah so i can i can try connect people all right well <laughs> i'll put your linkedin uh link in the show notes um so everybody can click on that there and get right to your linkedin page if they would like to um and yeah thanks for being on the show i really appreciate it thank you so much man yeah really glad that i got to share petatosh's story with you guys thanks again for being on the show petatosh and thank you to everyone listening right now i truly appreciate your support on this journey make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a rating and review it really helps others determine that this is a worthwhile podcast for them to listen to And if you're looking for the show notes, you can head over to studentbuiltstartups.com slash episode dash 14. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the next episode.